Zowie, Zowie. Hey, it's episode 53 of the Jock and Nard podcast. Thanks for pressing play. We're live on Blab with Rugboy because this is week six of our comic book TV season review show. We got a little bit of Suicide Squad news, a little bit of Jessica Jones news, and then we get into this week's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Flash and Arrow. Plus, listener, we're adding into rotation the pilot of Supergirl. Bro, do you even podcast? Let's check it out. It's the Jockey Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Imran. Hey everybody, welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. And my name is Rugboy. That's weird. He's the Rugboy. And he's the nerd. Yeah, That's and, weird. Yeah, it's weird. We're clearly missing one uh, part of the formula here. Uh, listeners and everyone, we're live on Blab. The Jock uh, was not able to make this recording session. Uh, however... Bro, do you even podcast? We have... What is he doing? Is he lifting weights? What's he doing? I think he had a jock accident. He may have possibly dropped a bench press and crushed his larynx. He pulled his groin. and Not like in a normal way. <laughs> oh, that he does. shit. <laughs> no, that did not happen, but feel free to spread that rumor around. That's absolutely fine. He's out showing a friend around from out of town, whatever. He sent us some audio. We will hear from him later in the show, but this is episode 53 of the Jock and Dirt Podcast. Rugs, me and you are running this thing. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Right. I got my costume on. Yes, you do. I'm wearing for, a Superman costume. Yeah, you are wearing an awesome Superman costume right now. I'm trying to take a screenshot because we both have costumes on for this Halloween edition of the Jock and Nerd podcast. Uh, I'm wearing my usual Spider-Man hoodie that's become part of my outfit to get on the show. And Rugboy is wearing a wonderful Superman costume. And he has the cowlick, Rugs. You, I can't believe you got your hair you got your hair to to look just like Christopher Reeves. Well done. Yeah, I worked hard. I used Crisco. I used WD forty. I used everything. Did you try lard. A little bit of lard holds that right yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. It's some bacon grease. It's good shit. Oh <laughs> shit! Right on. Well, thanks for. And I have dimly lit myself. It's not as spooky as I thought it was going to be, but whatever. It's almost Halloween. We're in the spirit. Uh, rugs. Uh, for the people listening at home, I want to just say visit jockinair.com slash live listener. You will find all our Blab replays and live shows. This show should be there unless I screwed up the embed code. It'll be there later. Whatever. jockinair.com slash live to get here. Rugboy, how was your week? You uh, made a little appearance on our friend Elisa Giordano's show yesterday, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I went on Kermit and Friends like in the last hour. I popped in. And uh, she asked me like a bo- lot of questions about like my origin story. I ca- yeah, I caught that. It was very interesting. It was we learned rug- a little bit more about Rugby's origin. Yeah. So there's kind of a spooky origin, and it was Halloween appropriate. But uh, anyway, so I basically told her like, you know, the reason why I'm a felty. Yeah, and it was. I don't know if a lot of people know the story on the podcast. Do you want to give them a quick, uh, the quick? Here's the uh, one of. Here's the rundown. Okay, well, the funny thing about this was, I was telling Elisa, and she just was like not getting it for some reason. She was kept kept on asking questions, and I was like, I don't know if she was asking questions because she didn't care about what I was saying, 
I'm sitting there spilling my guts out, and she was just like trying to question me in some way. Did yeah, you feel I, that at all? I saw that. It was. Uh, I don't know if she quite. Maybe she wasn't. It was. It's a. It's a very weird concept. Explain to the listener, and then they can judge that maybe why uh, Elisa was having trouble with this. All right. Well, it, it, you know, this is simple textbook stuff. It is. All right. Basically, it's it, it's um okay. My mom was in Romania on vacation and she went and saw this gypsy lady. All right. The gypsy lady had a puppet and the puppet bit my mom. I guess she pissed off the gypsy lady. And then when she had a child, the child was cursed to become a felty. Oh shit. Makes sense to me. Basically I was born a human and then I became a puppet. Hey, that's, that's uh makes sense to me. I don't understand. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what would happen. It's some kind of gypsy curse. Uh, Does that make sense to you? I mean, do I need to further explain this? Uh, No, it's pretty straightforward. (laughs) But I've known you for 20 years, you know? I kind of – I know this story and maybe it's just I'm familiar with it, but – you know, the uh, it's it's uh, it's a kind of tragic, and and you know, you mentioned you teased a little bit about me. You mentioned uh, you and myself. You know, we both threw went, went something uh, that changed us um, on the outside. And uh, next time you're on that show, you know, give me a little shout. I will jump in, and uh, she can ask me about that. Or uh, oh, okay, yeah. that'll be cool. We could we could parlay that. I think that's good. I think. But- Everybody should know your uh, puppet story. Yeah, I have a puppet story. I think too. you were born a puppet and you became a boy. I think that's what. It was a reverse, reverse Pinocchio. Yeah. Wowie zowie. Figure that one out, people. <laughs> but uh, check out, I'll put a link in the show notes, jockandair.com slash 53 to that segment uh, with Rugboy on the latest episode of Kermit and Friends with Elisa Giordana on Spreecast. All right, cool. It's a fun show. You got a lot of fans. Oh, there. I got to tell a little bird. I forgot to do Everyone that. Everyone tell a little bird. Hopefully some of those Kermit and Friends don't seem to be around uh, right now. But we're going to carry on with the show. We got some news to talk about, Rugs. All right, let's do it, man. The Chalk and Nerd Podcast. So I pulled a couple of links that I thought were interesting this week regarding this little movie called Suicide Squad, you know, directed by David Ayers coming out next year. Uh, Empire Magazine had a bunch of covers, a bunch of photo shoots, and there is some really interesting photos of the Joker. Did you get a chance to look at these? I'll have the links in the show notes. Uh, Rugs, did you get a chance to look at these photos here? Yes, I did. What do you think? I'm kind of intrigued. I'm, there's one that I found someplace else. I'm going to post it right here in the, the the blab. Let's see if that worked. I don't know if that worked. Uh, but uh, I kind of uh, I kind of like – I'm kind of digging some of it. What do you think? Basically, we're looking at – on the cover of Empire, he's got no shirt on. You see all his tattoos. He's got like a purple pimp suit on and he's wearing sweatpants. Uh, that say I think it says Arkham on the side, and he's barefoot, and he's got like a pimp cane. Yeah, I mean it's obviously like a uh, image of him, like not fully dressed or something. I don't know if he stays that way through the whole movie. He just keeps his Arkham pants on, his Arkham sweatpants on, and right. no and bare feet. Right. Um, I don't know. That's weird. But I mean, I mean that that that's the image that they release is is kind of weird. Yeah, and it says – and there's another one where he's holding, like, electricity. Now, there's this other article that I found on Screen Rant about David Ayers. Uh, I think it's Ayers and uh, Leto talking about 
uh, to Empire part of the article. And he references that like he they were really inspired by Los Angeles like gang culture for the look of the Joker. And when I read that, uh, it, you know, it kind of clicked the way he looks now. I don't know. I kind of I don't mind that. It's it's definitely a different take on the Joker. I think to me, it it puts him into a place where he's too much like a common thug. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, he's like uh it seems like this Joker was like a street criminal and worked his way up and there was you know there was quotes where like you know his teeth are all he's got the gold caps like imagine like he just got his teeth bashed in uh in the streets being a thug. Do you think that's the wrong the wrong way to do Joker? I don't know. I mean my feeling is is that the Joker is like a whole thing in a class by himself. You know what I mean? He's like a true original. Yeah. And yeah. I think that this makes him like every other hacky fucking bullshit criminal in every other movie. Has tattoos. You know, he has every like and any guy on Crenshaw is gonna have the same <laughs> amount of tattoos and the same amount of gold teeth. It is a little cliche when you think yeah, about it's very it. Very cliche. Uh, you want the Joker to be something like, you know, Hannibal Lecter didn't have tattoos, you no. know, like you know, and fucking any like you know, you know, uh, John Wayne Gacy and all these crazy serial killers and stuff. They were like, they were like, they they were not like these guys that you would ever assume were, were threatening. And, you know, and, that, and they're psychotic. That's what so made I them scary. Know. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's actually takes them down a peg. I mean, that's the thing. If you have to get tattoos and like do all this shit to look tough, it's weird. I'd rather. I give way more credit to somebody who doesn't have to do all that shit and we wear the uniform of somebody who's tough. I feel like it takes away the whole point of Joker being scarred and kind of going psychotic if he does it to himself. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Also, the age really bugs me. If if this is a 40-year-old veteran Bruce Wayne Batfleck, Lito looks like he's in his uh, mid-20s. Like that – how does that work what out? He's 40. He's in his 40s. Oh, he is? He looks – Yeah. Like, all right. Maybe the makeup looks look better. He just looks – he looks really good for his age. That's all. Yeah, really. Uh, so as long as there's a history there and they, they kind of reference you know, that he's battled uh, Batman for a while uh, and he's just not new to the scene, I think uh, that should kind of save it. But – very interesting stills from Suicide Squad. There's also Harley Quinn and Deadshot. Let's not forget that Will Smith is in this fucking movie. I feel like people have forgotten that because uh, it's being overshadowed by this Joker now. Yeah, like Harley Quinn's got tattoos on her face. I mean, it's okay, whatever. Like, I'm sure the movie's going to be great. She looks great. Or, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, she's completely – I can't – my big uh, comment on Twitter was I, I want Jamie Presley – to dress up as Harley Quinn for Halloween. Oh my God, she, yeah, she'll look just like her. Jamie Presley yeah. looks a lot like Margot. She would Robin. win the costume contest. They'd be like, is that really Harley Quinn? So, yeah, the movie, uh, yeah, it's yet to be seen. There, uh, there's a, I'll put this really cool shot. It's atmospheric. I tried to put it in the blab. It's not working, but it's him talking to a pre-crazy Harley Quinn in a straitjacket and the light streaming in. He's backlit. It looks like a, a like an illustration. That That one photo got me excited more than the cover photos i'll tell you what. well look this movie is going to be um it's going to be a mixed bag it's probably going to have some cool action. It's probably going to be fun and uh you know it's probably going to have some crazy joker shit and but i think we're going to get the mo- biggest dose of joker that we've ever gotten i think yes and, and that's the only thing that worries me because this is the most screen time joker's going to have and it's going to be this joker which 
I give Jar- Jared Leto's probably going to knock it out of the park because yeah. he's a fucking he's method and shit. So well, like, what do you think about all that? You think it's a little pretentious the way Will Smith is like, uh, I have yet to meet Jared Leto. He's been in the Joker role. Like, no, nah, that's hype. That's hype. That's a little much. You think it's just hype for hype sake? Yeah, because they're trying to get everybody behind Jared Leto. They're trying to give him so, like a Heath Ledger vibe when where Ledger actually did kind of go way deep into that role. Yeah. I don't think you need to do that. You just have no. fun with it. Mark Hamill doesn't give a fuck. He yeah. just fucking shows up and fucking does it. And just goes crazy and uh, has a good time. That's right. Like, I mean, that's it's called acting. Just just act, motherfucker. <laughs> that's right, dude. There's another article also. This was interesting that just came out on Screen Rant. It's David Ayers calling the, the Suicide Squad. He's saying this is going to be comic book movie 2.0. You know, and he's kind of... Uh, Here's the quote. He goes, you know, these movies are about defeating the evil alien robot from fucking Planet X before it destroys the world with its ticking clock. Who the fuck cares? But you do this story about struggle and isolation and people who have been shit on that suddenly get thrown this lifeline. That's not so bad. I'd like to think of this Suicide Squad as the comic book movie 2.0. They talk about being antiheroes as that's like the new the new thing that hasn't been not, yet. It's not a new thing. Comic book. I mean, maybe it's comic book movie 2.0, but this is uh, the Dirty Dozen. This is isn't that wasn't that the movie? This is basically the idea of convicts getting a second chance and to be heroes to get their way out. Uh, it's not completely original. Maybe it hasn't been done in the comic book movie style, quote unquote, but. Uh, you know, I think they gotta they gotta hype this up a little and set themselves apart from even Batman versus Superman. You know, they really have to like carve out their own niche for this Suicide Squad. It's gonna be Con Air. Yeah, that's yeah. all it's gonna be. Yeah, that's the, the same thing. That's the same thing. It's the same uh, formula. So I don't know. These hot. There's a lot of high res images. They look kind of dope. Like uh, Croc Killer Croc looks cool. And I hope uh, you know maybe he tangles with Batman because he's a great Batman villain. Uh, another piece of news that also just came out. Jessica Jones will reportedly feature an appearance from Daredevil. Oh, shit. All right, cool. This is what they're saying. We might not have to wait till Defenders for all of it to come together. Uh, basically, they they they're they're kind of they're confirming that Claire Temple, Rosario Dawson, is already confirmed in the show. He's they're confirming that Matt Murdock. You're going to see Matt Murdock in Jessica Jones. Maybe not Daredevil, but you will see Matt Murdock uh, interact with Jessica Jones, which is which is awesome. Okay, I mean they need to do that. They need to make the universes collide. I think it's great that the shows are all intertwined with the same characters. Yes, that's gonna be awesome. That the Netflix shit is solid. I can't wait for November twentieth. Thirteen episodes, Jessica Jones, all at once. Yeah, dude, I'm going to binge watch the shit out of that. I'm going to binge the shit out of that. Hey, everyone in the blab, do us a solid. Click that little tell a bird button right now. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, Rugs, what do you say we move on to this week's comic book TV shows? Yeah, let's do it. Right on. Doc and Nerd. Doc and Nerd. That's our official spoiler alert for this section because this is the part of the show where we talk about this week's comic book geek TV shows. And if you haven't watched it, you're going to be spoiled. I apologize. Whatever. Go back. Go watch something else. Come back later. But we are live on Blab. Thanks for everyone for joining us in the room. Stick around for the post show and uh, we'll open it up and get your thoughts on things. Rugsy, yep. we, we had a new show this week. We had... My girlfriend. You had, we had your cousin's show of episode one, season one of Supergirl on CBS, titled, uh, uh, cleverly enough, Pilot. 
It's just called pilot. Whoa. Right? It's not about a pilot. It is the pilot. Uh, now, this, obviously, this episode was leaked months ago. A lot of people have already seen it. Brittany Metz says, I love this. Thanks, Brittany Metz. You're awesome for hanging out. A lot of people have seen this leaked. I did not watch it until it aired. Rugs, did you watch it uh, illegally? Yeah, it was identical to what the leaked property was. So there was no difference. You did not miss anything or whatever. Oh, so that, you got the whole thing. That's a good disclaimer. Now, I'm going to start with, like we said, we usually, it's the jock, the nerd, and rug boy. I'm the nerd. The jock is out of town. But he had such, it elicited such a reaction from him, this show, that he immediately sent us a speak pipe to play on the show. You ready? All right, let's hear it. All right. Hey, Imran and Rugboy, the jock here. I know I'm not on this show, but I watched the premiere of Supergirl on its premiere date. Didn't catch the bootleg version, and I had to fucking comment on this. Holy fuck, this show was terrible, I thought. Um, oh, felt shit. really rushed. Like, they were going from one thing to another to another and not letting things settle. Nothing ever really felt... Like it was settling in because they were jumping from one plot point to another to another. Um, the biggest issue, though, with this show so far is just the acting. It's fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> the way they, the actors and actresses are delivering their lines is so fucking cliche. It doesn't feel like real conversation. No one feels like they're really actually talking. Everyone just feels like they're reading lines. Um, right now, I'd give this show away a huge thumbs down. And they fucking... They said Kryptonese as a language. Instead of saying the Kryptonian <laughs> language, Kara L's character says Kryptonese. Catch what that. the fuck is that? Um, <laughs> yeah. Only redeeming things about the show, and I only had 90 seconds, so I'm making this quick. Um, Melissa Benoist, who plays Kara, she's pretty cute, and I could see her becoming you know, kind of charming. She is somewhat likable, and Jimmy Olsen's character is somewhat charming as well to start. Um, but everything else was so fucking cliché. Maybe the show can get a lot better, but right now I'd be surprised to see if this show lasts an entire season. I thought it was that that pilot was terrible. You know, I said the same shit when I saw it, and I told you about it two months ago. Sometimes I, I wish uh, Anthony would just speak his mind and not beat around the bush so much. And oh, just shit. tell us what he thought. That, I didn't hate it as much as he did. Right? The Cryptides was, uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I don't know. I'm really perplexed by this show because. To me, as for just one episode, this one episode, it was it was just kind of there. It was all set up. It was all exposition. I agree with a lot of what he said, but it was on rails. It was just like chugging through. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, it's like we got to get all this out. We got to set up the villain, the 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 uh, the the thing with her sister. We got to set up all this, establish this. I was like, wow, dude, uh, but. As far as the reviews are concerned, it seemed like a lot of people largely like this. Because people want a fucking superhero that's a female that is powerful. And, you know, as stupid as everything else was in the show, they did deliver that. They fuck, She fucking stops a plane. Yeah. She fucking rams into a fucking semi. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Picks the shit out of some dude. Yeah. So, I mean... It delivers on that standpoint alone right there. But, okay, so let's just talk about the episode real quick. Like, I it's just, like I agree. It felt rushed. Like, okay, we so she kind of flew around a little bit. First of all, Clark's kind of a dick for just, like, dropping her off and leaving. Like, he doesn't come and visit or say Yeah, hi. that doesn't make so, sense Doesn't either. he bring her, like, a gift on her birthday, something? Like, she, she hasn't seen him in 10 years, and he's this uh, big super dude. Uh, now, yeah, and uh, Intelligence 7 in the chat makes a good point. Pilots generally do that. 
that. The whole on rails mythology of pandering to the producers. They got to get all this stuff out. Really, uh, to me, the second episode is way more accurate of the tone the show is going to take because they kind of have gotten all that out. So, of course, I'm going to give it a chance. But even as a pilot, man, it's just like she figured things out so quickly. The suit got resolved. And now two people know. I did think she was charming. I did think Jimmy Olsen was very charming. Um, and he's kind of the Superman. But did you think that she was like, you know what? I I just kept on thinking of Anna Faris the whole time. Yes, that she was acting. You nailed she was, it. Wowie zowie. Yes. She was acting like Anna Faris in every movie. And I was like, no, like why? You know, first of all, Clark Kent had to do this whole like I'm a nerd thing and to, to whatever. But like she she's way too much like Superman in every way. You'd think that she would carve out her own persona. Yeah. It's pretty, or, yeah. you know, maybe she is like. If you had to fucking hide the fact that you were fucking super powerful your whole life, wouldn't you be, and you didn't have Clark's parents, you were raised by Kryptonians, you felt a little bit more entitled. Like the whole fact that she gets here when she's a teenager or a preteen, her attitude would be completely different to this planet. That's true. She'd be so none of that is even even discussed at all. Yeah, and uh, Intelligible7 in the chat makes a good point. She looks amazing in the costume. I'll tell you what. Oh, she's she's hot. Yeah. She's hot. And like her name is Benoist. It's like, her, <laughs> it's, it's like she's moist. It's <laughs> one word away from moist. Melissa Moist. I'm Melissa. going to make Benoist moist. <laughs> Uh, she's probably never heard that before. Uh, I think you should try that line on her if you ever come across her. Uh, but hey, well, Melissa, you ever been moist? <laughs> oh shit! Geek boner. Uh, look, there's. A, I got. I'm gonna put this link in the show notes. There's a another. It's a really good article by Devin Faraci, and he kind of says the one thing saving the show is that it's setting itself apart from Man of Steel. It's showing. I think part of it is a female hero, but really a hero that just does the right thing because it's the right thing to do, which we did not see from Man of Steel. And well, that's cool, right? I also yeah, I like that. I also think reading the reviews and hearing the responses from people, I feel like we're really hungry for like a kind of a hopeful, bright show like this. Like I think people were like feeding into that that it was so hopeful and just straight up heroism. Maybe because uh, we don't have a lot of that, and uh, the viewers are starving for that kind of thing. They'll get bored of that in like two episodes, right? Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, I am Larry says there's a great some great Easter eggs with Helen Slater and Dean Kane kind of paying homage to, and it is very Donner universe. It's that kind of cheery tone, but the lines were it was so polished and so like. Like Anthony said, like they were just reading a script and, and she was a little too bubbly, but it's the pilot. So uh, I don't know. Like just, it was just- yeah, but this is the thing that disturbs me. All right. M- maybe I read maybe one in one or maybe two reviews that even stated half of the things that we just did. Yeah. Like yeah. we really picked it apart in a way that, OK, this is where you're going wrong here. And nobody in any review even said, OK, this is a little bit, you know, too close to Superman. It's like too close for comfort. And uh, it did move too fast. It didn't have the kind of gravitas that you really need to sell some of this stuff, the heroism and have that awe inspiring moment. Yep. 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 Uh, But I think the problem is we are hardcore comic book nerds and perhaps we are not the audience for the show. They are trying to pander to the largest audience they can. And to their credit, I have some numbers, the uh, ratings, it pulled in 14 million people. Now it helped that it has a fucking goddamn uh, big bang theory as a lead in. 
but it reached their demo in male and female that they were trying to get. So I think they're happy. Everyone seems to be like, oh, it was uh, it was great. It worked. They got everybody. I think it's hype. I think. Yeah. OK, they got lucky. Yeah. And now they're making it like the, the, they have the best show in the business. Good luck making 22 more episodes and uh, try yeah. to not wear out the fucking super bubbliness of the thing. You know? Well, I think that they could do something good with it. But everything, all the tools are there. It's just the writing that needs to be tweaked. It's like someone needs to recognize the problems. That's all. Yeah, and I didn't want to spend too much time on this, it being just the pilot and, and a pilot that has been leaked for months. And I'm sure uh, it's been written about and podcasted about ad nauseum by now. But I wanted to edit our two little bits. We will uh, we'll pick it up next week with episode two and see uh, which way it goes. Okay. Right? Yeah, sounds good. All right, moving on. Trap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. All right, folks, thanks for joining the Jock and Nerd Podcast live on Blab. It's our weekly comic book TV review show. Stick around for the end of the show. We're going to open it up. We'll get your thoughts on pretty much whatever. If you're in the room right now, click that tell a little bird. Do us a solid. We'll love you forever. Rugs, let's talk about this week's episode, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Season 3, Episode 5, titled 4,722 Hours. And for you math nerds and, and Gregorian calendar nerds, that's about six months, I believe. Holy shit. So was she in there for six months or, or yes. she was in there like according to S.H.I.E.L.D. time too, like normal time? I think she was there according to our normal time for that 4,722 hours because they counted down the hours. She was there for six months. Okay. So they know that time has passed and a lot has gone on so and I she think, just hasn't talked about it. Yeah, because I think in S.H.I.E.L.D. time, it was it was six months when the, when, the store, when, the, when the season picked up. They're like, it's been six months. Do we even think she's still alive? Now – Gotcha. I so this was the episode where they t- it, it started right at the end of last season when Gemma gets sucked into the monolith, and it showed us what happened in the six months. And I really, really enjoyed this episode. I thought they did a really good job from the beginning, where the credits were different. You knew you were getting into something special. It was very cool. I really enjoyed it. I think that they should do more of this shit. Yes, and and feature like just featuring. Her just featuring Gemma and her like castaway episode, I guess. Dude, it is, was is... alien castaway, which is what I yeah. loved. And you know, yeah, everyone loves those the castaway story. Like when a, when you can rely on one person and you spend a lot of time with them, you know, you really get to know them. It was alien castaway. But I agree, they should do more of this. I think these kind of episodes will build pull people back and change people's minds. Those guys who are like, ah, I'm kinda of done with Shield, it's kind of the same thing. This was awesome because it was a little departure and they showed you what you wanted to see. Well, they're capable of writing something that's kind of poignant. You know what I mean? That has an effect. Yeah. So, I mean, Shield's got that power. It just doesn't use it all the time. Yeah. I need to do it more. I am Larry in the chat has a good question. He says, I tried to watch this in season one. I didn't get hooked. Should I try again? I am Larry. Here's what you got to do. This show was not great until about episode 15 or 16 in season one, because for some reason, while they built a show called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they had destroyed S.H.I.E.L.D., and they couldn't talk about it. And as soon as Captain America Winter Soldier came out, tied right into the show, 
the show got a lot better. And uh, that's where I would recommend you starting. Hey, everyone. Thanks for jumping in the blab. Uh, this is a Jock and Nerd podcast. Uh, and we're talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, so I uh, I thought uh, Gemma did a great job. Uh, I, uh, I loved that there was no sunlight, that she was so hopeful in the beginning. And I love that we got to spend that much time with her and got to know her a little bit better. Rugs, what'd you like about the episode? I like, you know, I just liked all the whole thing. The, the, you know, it was dark at the planet. It had like a little bit of sunlight and they, uh, she figured out a plan. She had this one thing. It was great that she had this like realization. She's like, okay, it was a lot like the Martian. If you really get uh, into it, if, yeah. if you watch the movie, the Martian, like Matt Damon decides, Hey, I'm fucked on this planet. I got to just gotta survive. Deal with, yeah. I got to deal with surviving. I got to start fucking nailing it down one by one. What do I got to do? And she did the same exact thing. And she had the same realization and it was kind of cool. I think actually she did a better job than Matt Damon in some ways because she had that first panic. Like Matt Damon never panics in the Martian. Oh, he's just cool. Mr. Cool the whole yeah, time. He's just like, all right, I guess I'm stuck here. You know, I got to do something. How was that? I heard that like for a Ridley Scott movie, the Martian kind of was a little bit of a commercial version of Ridley Scott. Maybe it was. It felt like a Ron Howard movie. Wow. But it was very good. Wow. So it was very good. I, I loved it. A Ridley Scott movie should not have a Ron Howardy feel, though. That's just not right. This is true, but I mean, he's it's it's a commercial success, so I guess he's doing the right thing. Yeah. All right. Back to the thing here. Uh, she, yeah, she goes, she starts drinking alien water. This planet is very similar to Earth. The gravity is perhaps a little bit bigger, and uh, there there's like sticks and wood and water, and I guess the water is drinkable. I- yeah, if the gravity is stronger on that planet, she's probably stronger when she comes back to Earth. Oh, because she's been fighting against that gravity, so she's probably like built up muscle. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So uh, it goes on for about half the episode, and then suddenly she falls down a trap hole, and she's in a cage, and we find out there's another human dude there. Oh shit! That was kind of cool because we know this monolith has been sucking people here for hundreds of years. Yeah, so it was like a guy from 2001, an expedition, like a space expedition that was or awesome. something. Will, Will or, no, no, not a space expedition, but he was an but they, Yeah. Well, they're not astronauts. They didn't go on a ship. They went through the portal. They went through the purpose. monolith. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So Will starts to tell him the planet is evil. His buddies went crazy and killed themselves, and he had to kill one guy because he just went nuts. <laughs> Do you buy that story that he killed uh, him, that everybody killed themselves? Uh, you know, well, we see there's something. This is my question is who is the shroudy guy? Is that a hallucination? Is that the planet making something or is that is that a Marvel character? There are some theories on the Web that this could be a Marvel character. OK, who is the character that they're saying? It well, is? first of all, if is you. It- uh, if you remember, comicbook.com has a, this neat article, and uh, let me run you down who they think it is. But if you remember, that scroll that Fitz found, it had one Hebrew word on it. Remember what that word was? It was death. It was death. So, comicbook.com, I'll put this link in the show notes, shockandnerd.com slash 53. Could it be Wraith? You familiar with Wraith? Yeah. A lot of people have been Wraith. It could be the Ebony Maw, who is featured right now in the Avengers. Hickman's run of the Avengers is part of the Cabal. Okay. Uh, it could be it could be death. Marvel also has like a female death. Character. Yeah, it's a, it's a woman character. Yeah. yeah, and she's like Thanos is in love with her. Like that's what drives Thanos is he's literally in love with. Yeah, death. but they would never put that death in the movie because they're going to use it for Thanos. 
in the Avengers. They were never going to soil that property on TV. Sorry, that's so true. And then and then they have a bunch of just throwing out random things. The Beyonder, maybe it's the Beyonder. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's anybody important. I think it's the red herring. You they, think it's they, a red herring? It's just a dude or a pickled herring. Oh, I love I love pickled herring. Uh, it's a great German treat. Uh, exactly. But okay, so the other heartbreaking moment I thought to me was when she gives in and her moment of weakness and she doesn't think she's ever going to make a bet and they have some alien boning geek boner on an I think she wanted it though she really wanted She was I just she looking for it. the opening <laughs> looking for a No, an I think that ever since that she went, went down that hole I think she had the eye for the guy. Well, like I mean once the guy like uh proved that he wasn't crazy enough yeah, yeah, to her. Yeah. Yeah. She was all in on it. I love how he couldn't believe she was real. But yeah, they had a very interesting chemistry because that's like it's like not her type. And but I just felt bad for Fitz. But how awesome is Fitz hearing this? She so we, we the revelation at the end of the episode is she's telling Fitz all of this. And and I was like, oh shit, Fitz just heard about her and Will and how she abandoned him at the end to be saved. And what does Fitz do? He gets up, you think he's pissed, and he goes, Don't worry, Gemma. We'll get him. We'll find him. I was like, what a good dude. Yeah, because he loves her. Yeah, he's a good and, dude. He just wants And it's her the to right be, thing to do. It's the right thing to do. He wants her to be happy. And we find out in the post-button scene that Will made it. He's still out there. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, I don't know. Is this guy going to be um, – is he going to be a secret bad guy? Like that's going to like come and fuck everything up or is he going to be a member of the team? It's a lot of possibilities. You know, that's the cool thing about shield. It always introduces you to something that you can't really call right away. Right. You got to, it gets you invested. You want to watch the payoff. Uh, Intelligible seven says, could it be Uatu the watcher? Uh, That would, I don't think they're ever going to bring the watcher in, but that'd be fun. Uh, Isn't the watcher dead? I think in the comic books, I don't remember. Um, But no, overall, dude, I was so, I was really happy. I was really happy with this episode, and I don't think um, we're going to find out we're going to get back to that planet for a while. There's probably it's probably going to come later in the season, but yeah, they're probably going to play around with some doohickeys and finally get to it like in a couple episodes, right? Which might tie with something else and blah blah blah. But great episode of Shield, nice break from everything. Even though they were kind of going back and forth between two storylines already, this is something that I'm glad they just they sat us down and they showed us hairs everything. Well, that's the thing. See, like they don't make you wonder about shit. Like they're not like like Lost. You watch Lost, and they'll never explain anything. They'll just yeah. like fucking give you bullshit. Yeah, like, I like shows like this. They build up enough mystery, and then they you know they tease it for a couple of days, uh, you know, a couple episodes, and then they actually reveal, and it's well thought out. And for this and show, they, this was a risky. This was a risky move. This is a ballsy episode for them to rely on one character and and hope that people uh, stick with them. Now, real quick in the chat, Pine Creek asks, "Is Rugboy British? He has the teeth for it." Hilarious line, by the way. And Quest MPW, are you really talking to a puppet? Oh shit! Now, Rugs, I know you hate the p word, and uh, he is not a puppet. He is a felty. You know. You guys shouldn't use pejorative terms when you're talking to people. You know, we don't use, uh, you know, bad terms to describe other people. So you got to give me my respect as well. So felty police. Thank you. He is the felty police and we uh, we respect the felty community. They're huge fans of the Jock and Nerd podcast live on Blab. Thanks, everyone, for checking this out. Click that tunnel bird. I think that's good for Agents of Shield Rugs. Let's move on to the next show. The 
Welcome to Jock and Nerd Podcast, live on Blab. Rugboy Superman joined with Nerd Spider Nerd Man. We're both in costume for this Halloween edition. We are talking about this week's The Flash, Season 2, Episode 4, called The Fury of Firestorm. Now, Rugsy, we saw a lot of exciting things. We saw uh, Tokamak, of new villain. We saw King Shark, another villain. And we saw a dude... A new dude merged with Dr. Sign, not in a sexual way, to become the new Firestorm. I actually enjoyed this episode, and I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, I thought the my biggest complaint about this episode was the other guy that didn't join with, with the doctor. Hewitt. Doctor. His, uh, the, the effects on him were fucking horrible, dude, dude. I don't know how to use After Effects, and I'm pretty sure I could do that right here on this laptop. Very easy. Dude, it was fucking so bad like you could see the edges of where they uh, applied the uh like effect. The, ma- the mask you could like see the mask of the effects almost yeah it was bad oh boy oh, but i agree uh, similar to agents of shield i was really happy with this episode this week i was like wow this is really good um because we got i mean it's more pieces for legends of tomorrow it's another piece Again, this is the firestorm that's going to be in Legends of Tomorrow because we knew Robbie Amell is out in a, doing another show or something now. So they had to get rid of him, and uh, they got Jax. And I, the guy playing Jax was pretty good. He was a little maybe over the top at times in his, his gesture and his uh, dramatic poses, but I like their chemistry. I like this chemistry with Dr. Stein. I actually think it's going to be pretty cool. Um, it, he was His head is so weirdly shaped. That's that guy. He's got a weird shaped head. It's like a it's like a big oval reverse egg thing, kind of, right? Yeah, yeah. he's got a weird head, but you know what? He looks cool, and does, I, yeah. I, I like yeah. him fine. He looks cool. So I, yeah, yeah. I like and his we, chemistry now, almost better with him than with uh, Ronnie and Doctor Stein. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me a lot of Black Human Torch from Fantastic Four from the summer movie. Oh yeah, it's got a little Michael B. Jordan in there. That's yeah, a good, that's a good call. But uh, you know what? I like him. Uh, I just didn't like the bad guy. That was my biggest uh, complaint. I like that the guy the was such a dick. Like, he just had a huge ego. And the minute he started nerding out with Stein, I was like, Ugh, this guy sucks. Get rid of him. And uh, he's just the dick. But it has to be noted that Caitlin kind of uh, created him and caused this because she just went and brought him without, like, talking to him first. Yeah, no vetting process. Oh. But on the other hand, I thought if they just went to Jax and were like, Hey, dude, remember Firestorm? Remember how he saved everyone? Uh, you want to be that guy? Uh, Jackson would been like, cool. Like they, I was like, just tell him what you want him to do. It's pretty cool. Once he's like, wait, I could fly? Sure. Why did you guys just tell me that? We want you to- Yeah, they're the worst power salesmen. They ever. really were. They didn't talk about They didn't sell it at all. Like you're going to, have to sell this guy a big Firestorm, which is really cool. Yeah, it was. I mean, you know what? This episode was kind of interesting because they dropped a couple of things. You know, when they were talking to Iris, Iris was talking to her mom for the first time and she was like, fuck you. I love that. I love that she shut her down because. But then but then she dropped that other fucking thing about having the possible son. Yes, this is going to be. We remember we were trying to figure out Wally West, how Wally West will come in. So first she says she's dying also. And then she's like, I had a son eight months after. She left them, meaning Joe West is the father then? This is a West? One could say, or maybe she's a big hoe and she was fucking a bunch of guys at the same time. That's a true statement. But we were we were we were trying to figure out like how is this a, gonna be a West? So 
it's got to be Joe's kid that he doesn't know about. That's going to be crazy. We're going to have a lot of more smelling the fart scenes with Jesse L. Martin. That's for sure. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of smell the fart acting going on. Yeah, because he does not ah. know about this. And uh, it's a half brother, full brother. I don't know. That's Wally West. Um, I loved when Stein on his way out was telling Cisco to embrace his powers and tell the others. I want him to be vibe. I want, let's get this vibe train going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, why is he being a pussy? I don't understand that. He loves powers. He don't understand the science behind it. There's no reason for him to be scared. He, he's scared. He's going to be different. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, there was even he's that, already like, not like a normal person. No, he should be the most geeked out. He should be yeah. having, cause there was that moment when they, they were like, wouldn't it be great to be a super, like Caitlin's like, who would turn down being a superhero? And they turn to Cisco and he goes, yeah, that'd be great with a little hesitancy where I think I would think he would be all up for it. I loved a lot of these Easter eggs, too. Did you catch some of the Easter eggs? For example, where Jax goes, hey, what kind of treadmill is that? Barry's like, cosmic. That was great. Well, it wasn't an Easter egg. No, that was an Easter egg. But like, yeah. I mean, yeah. What about the convergence line where he's like, convergence you and me and i was like oh they got a shoehorn convergence into this crap because nobody read it or knows what it is. i didn't get that because i ain't never read nobody fucking either. cares about convergence let oh, me tell you shit. dc i don't know what you're doing over there uh and then at the end uh fucking king shark like she patty was leading it on she's like there's like a land shark or a man shark dna and wait did patty get hurt in some way i forgot she no she was shooting at the thing and then uh Remember? And then Barry shows up and uh well Barry shows up, Landshark grabs Barry, she's shooting at him to distract him, and then Oh shit. Earth to Harrison Wells zaps Landshark in the back. And Oh then, yeah, he rears his ugly head and again. He sees Barry. See, so we, we talked about Supergirl and they clearly you know, it's Greg Berlanti and uh Krinsberg, the same guys that do this, and they had the same formula of lots of things going on in a show in the flash, which here, it worked well. I feel like they took that as Supergirl and just, like, doubled it for that first one. And uh, that's why it was a little crazy. But here, a lot of things happen. It ends on this awesome beat where Barry sees Harrison Wells. And I guess we're going to find out what Earth 2 Wells is up to in the next episode. See, Flash, the show itself moves fast, okay? Yeah. Not only is it about a fast superhero, Pun but intended. everything moves yes. fast. Yes. Okay? So, and a lot of the things is of, like, him doing stuff, it's like, it, you know, he can get somewhere in, like, two seconds. Right. So, you got to so keep it like, moving. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, the show goes by pretty fast, you know? So, it, it, it's with the tone of the show. Supergirl doesn't need to be that fast. So, it no. felt out of place. Yeah. You need to, you know, you, you're, you're, in, you're, you're uh, introducing this character, Kara, Supergirl. Let's spend a little time with her and get to know her before she's uh, fucking flying around saving planes for the first time out of nowhere. Someone's asking if there's ever going to be an, uh, an Aquaman movie in the chat. I feel like if Jason Momoa's Aquaman plays out good, uh, they'll probably put it in their plans for after Justice League. Uh, I am Larry. Like uh, Warner Brothers DC is doing the opposite of what Marvel did in terms of doing, you know, Marvel did these standalone movies first and then did a team up. They're going to do it reverse because they really have no choice. Otherwise, they're going to be called copycats. So they're going to do these team ups first. And then they're probably going to spin off there. We know there's going to be a Wonder Woman movie. There'll probably be a Flash movie, an Aquaman movie, a Cyborg movie. I don't know. I'm just speculating. But Momoa's Aquaman looks badass. I wouldn't mind. No, nothing is guaranteed with the DC universe. No, nothing. Yeah, because clearly we've seen that they'll just change the shit halfway through and they don't give a fuck. Look, 
they've been trying to make a Wonder Woman movie happen for fucking decades. Yeah. And they, they were close to get doing one with Jessica Biel. In fact, Jessica Biel had it like in the bag and she was training after Blade Trinity to be muscular so she could be Wonder Woman. And then they fucking got cold feet and they stopped. And then Joss Whedon got the property. So nothing at DC is locked in. Those guys are big pussies over there. Dude, both, you know what? They're, these guys are missing a huge opportunity. Whichever of these fuckers comes out with the first solid female-led superhero movie, it will be fucking huge. They if will- you build that shit, people will come. Yeah. But if you fucking do a bullshit movie and try and fucking <laughs> appeal to like every fucking common denominator and you put a bad taste in people's mouth, you are going to f- get fucked. So... Stop being a bunch of pussies and do the shit. Wise okay, words from Rugboy. Rug Let me get off my soapbox. Let me get off my soapbox. No, but then we won't be able to see you. You'll be too short. Whoa. Yeah, now you're oh, – get back on the soapbox. Uh, I Am Larry was actually talking about a movie with a guy who wears too much cologne. He wants to know if there will be an Aqua Velva Man movie. Oh, shit. Which uh, it will be tied into the – You're old- watching it right now. We're in <laughs> tons of Aqua Velva. I fucking drink that shit. <laughs> Rugby has to bathe in Aqua Velva uh, so that he doesn't scare away the people. <laughs> Aqua Velva. Where do you get that? Bro? I don't know. Do they still make that? Is it next to the Old Spice Man? Old Spice and Aqua Velva. Man. I don't know. I got to check the next time I go to CVS. Aqua Velva. That's old school, man. All right. Well, that yeah, we uh, I like this episode. And uh, anything else you got? I didn't really have any kind of big criticism. But I, I watched it and I was like, okay, everything's kind of unfolding. See, I think Flash, it's established what happens in Flash. Yeah. So it's all like par for the course. It's nothing really out of the ordinary happened. Nothing that was insanely bad or poorly written happened. That's not already like in the tone of what already happens. So it's everything's kind of going according to plan. Yeah. They just, uh, you know, all these shows, they got to put these pieces in motion and hopefully keep us entertained and involved and throw a couple of screwballs every now and then. Uh, and it's all good. Yeah. Do you like superheroes? Do you like comics? Do you like film? Do you like comics and films about superheroes? Well, then you're in luck because we here at A Place to Hang Your Cape have everything for you. We've got reviews. We've got interviews. We've got list articles. We've even got a few videos coming up. Anything you could possibly want that's relating to superheroes, we have A Place to Hang Your Cape, where superheroes go to hang their cape. The name is self-explanatory, really. I don't know why I have to explain it, but there you go. Find it at ap2hyc.com. The H stands for H. (laughs) (laughs) The H. Put that coffee down. Colin, all film fans want to add a little more fun to your podcast diet? Well, why not listen to the 365 Flicks podcast? We're the lads from Smallville, UK. We love to bring you the latest news, our own special brand of meaningless movie nonsense as well as a bunch of top fives you really won't care about. I'm Kev. I'm Chris. We're pissy. We're fanboys. We're having another beer. We're the 365 Flicks Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, Podomatic, and many, many others. Also look for us on musingsofageek.com and wickedradionetwork.com. Sick of listening to all those overpaid movie critics? Then tune in to the 365 Flicks Podcast, your vocal heroes of pissy opinion.
let's spoil some shit, Batman. Nice dance moves, Rugs. That's why we got you in the Blab. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast live on Blab. Stick around for the post show. I'm going to hood up because it is Halloween. Uh, stick around for the post show. We'll open it up to you, Blabbers, and uh, get your thoughts on things. Let's talk about this week's Arrow, Season 4, Episode 4, called Beyond Redemption. I kind of jumped the gun. I thought this would be the Constantine episode, but that's next week. In the meantime, we uh, we find out about some uh, dirty cops and how, how Star City is crumbling, how it's affecting the, uh, the, the city, the people running the city. Well, this was a very good episode because it exposed a lot of shit. Yeah. They're getting the ball rolling now, okay? Secrets they are got, out, yes. Yeah, they got Ali. He's running for governor, May- all right? May- he's running for mayor. Or whatever. He's running for <laughs> office. He's running. Why did I think he was running for governor? Anyway, he's know. running for mayonnaise. And <laughs> he's going to be a, he's running for mayo. He's running he's for mayo. He's going to the store because he's making a sandwich, and he doesn't <laughs> like Miracle Whip. He goes for a run for mayo. Yeah. Yeah. Miracle Whip running- is not mayonnaise. That, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know. But he's running for mayor. Yes. Mayor. Mayor. Yes, that's mayor. 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 Yeah. Mejor. Le mayor is Ali. All right. He's running for mayor, <laughs> and um, he has to tell uh, Lance, Detective Lance, and something happens, and he he actually finds out that Lance is in, in with Dark. I think he, he comes upon them. Yeah, well, Lance goes, he, oh, with Laurel. Uh, takes Lance to see Sarah and Lance is freaked out of course because his formerly dead daughter is now like a feral monster lunging at him and she almost chokes Laurel with the chain and so Lance goes to talk to Damien Dark he goes this is such a great moment too he's like look can you help me she's back but it's not herself and Dark gives her some fatherly advice being well, that, he explains what happened to her, yes, too. Yes, yes. He says the pit does this to people. This has never been done. He goes, my advice to you, put her down. Oh, shit. I was like, wow, that's uh, some tough love there. And so then Oliver sees this security camera from – because now they have an awesome new arrow cave in, in the building. They have bought that dude Blood, his office, and there's a secret layer that comes with it. Very convenient. Yeah. A lot of shit happened in this episode. Yes, like, a, a lot, lot of shit. Yes. Like if you this episode, you're gonna be fucked in the ass because, <laughs> like, someone's gonna literally show up and like do you. Yeah, no, like, they, you have to watch. You have to watch this episode because they get a new Arrow Cave. Ollie officially runs for mayor. Lance and Dark's thing is outed. Ollie confronts him. Lance almost shoots Sarah. Because he was like, maybe I do gotta put her out. That's not my daughter. And I was like, oh fuck, dude, he's gonna fucking pop her. No, we know that she's not going to get popped because she's going to be in the other thing. That's true. But, I forgot about but, that. But so second. we know that it's all going to unfold because of Le- – see, they should have never announced Legend of Tomorrow. Yeah. Who was in the lineup anyway. Yeah, it spoils all of these things that are happening on Flash and Like Air. it would have had so much more weight if oh we didn't see God, it Oh, my God. I agree because then they could have just sprung this on us and then they'd be like, oh, by the way, all these fuckers are in this new show. Oh, shit. How <laughs> awesome would that would have been? Yeah, it would have been cool. But, you know, a lot of stuff happened in this episode, the least of which is is important is the stupid cops that are that are uh, bad cops yeah. that are selling drugs. Yeah, I didn't or, really understand that aside from showing how so, the, it is affecting the city's crumbling is affecting these cops. Yeah, but basically, like, it, yeah, it's gotten so bad that now Star City is now Gotham City. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's Detroit. Every place is Detroit. 
It's all every place is Detroit. Uh, yeah, Lance had you know that was also Lance's turn. He talks that girl down, the the bad cop lady. You're right. That really was like it was. That was kind of I didn't understand the point. Oh, of Oh, that, that was the part that I didn't get. She kicks. She fucking kicks Arrow's ass. Yeah, she okay? gets him. She has and a then knife. She's just like, eh, okay, right. I'll get arrested instead. I give, I give up. Like that didn't make any sense. She has. Like, a- she could have completely killed the Arrow. Yes. Fucking beat up Lance, no problem. Because yep. she was like dodging bullets and breaking shit with her Batman wrist things that she had. They were trained. They were trained very well. But she had. A, a, a noose around Ollie's neck and a knife in his back right next to his spinal cord. The least you could do is like toss him towards Lance and run off. But you're right. He says some shit about justice and doing the right thing. And you're not criminals. And she's like, oh, okay, I give up. I was like, what? Yeah. Just like that. That was weird. Yeah, that was very weird. I didn't that know. didn't, that didn't work well for me. That whole but, story- so that's my big criticism of the episode. Yeah. The whole storyline girl- was just kind of there. That- that was like him handed big, big time. And then there was a thing about Ray's message to Felicity that she didn't want to listen to. And she, had did to... we get to hear that message? No, you heard the beginning of it. You heard at the I very end. Still alive. That's all. Yeah. Well, at the very end, he says, you know, if you're listening to this Felicity, I'm sorry, whatever, but she's still getting weird matrix code from 19, like, 1998 or whatever that movie was. He's made. like, I've shrunk down to a microscopic size and I've been in your underwear. <laughs> I've been rooting around in your undies this whole time. Yeah. Just look down. I've been in your epiglottis. <laughs> oh, shit. Your uvula. I'm all up in your uvula, Felicity Smoke. Yeah. Because he's that small. He's got your again. Uvula. Again, this whole, this thing is spoiled because you know he's going to come back. He's in the other goddamn show. Yeah, this is true. Uh, spoil, and, spoil, spoil. And then finally, at the very end, Sarah is loose. She is not chained to the basement anymore. She got out. What do you think she's doing? What uh, do you think she went to do? I think she went What's to Burger. She went to McDonald's? She went to find an In-N-Out or something. I don't know. Like, she's feral. Does she need to feed? She needs to kill. She's probably Maybe lo- she needs to have sex. Or she that. Needs- That'd be cool. But we've seen Thea needs to kill to, to like, satiate her fucking anger. I think oh, she- yeah. Maybe she needs to kill a guy and then eat them. I think she needs to kill a bunch of people because she's fucking way gone. And I can't wait till Ollie has to call Mr. John motherfucking Constantine next week. To, uh, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be great. I've been waiting for this for so long. I wished it was this episode. So in the flashback, what's going on this fucking flashback this season? Like, Nobody what, cares. What? Yeah, right? What's it? What? Uh, I don't. It had no- Some guy with a beard is angry with another guy with a beard. And then the girl with a thing on her face. Dude protect- from Continuum is wants Ollie to kill a girl that nobody cares about. And he does the. I like how he did that little death trick, though, that he learned like in the first season, second season. Oh, yeah, like he does the touch of death. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, and that was the only cool. way he could uh, prove to Conklin that uh, he's a stone-cold killer. But I don't – the fucking flashbacks this season, I don't I don't know. I don't like them. Yeah, they like should them. stop with that already. It's, it's like nobody cares about yeah. these flashbacks anymore. Yeah, nobody cares. They just have to loop it back around to the the beginning of the show where he gets rescued and make it the full five years at this point. So we gotta- Yeah, when that happens, this fucking series will be over probably. Right, then what happens? Uh, I don't know. All right, guys, Uh, everyone in the blab, thanks for checking us out. We are going to wrap up the main show, but don't go anywhere because we're going to open it up to all you guys. Open up a seat. Get your thoughts. You can hang out with Rugboy. Ask him a question. Rugs, you got anything else left uh, about Arrow? 
No, I think it's going up a lot better than last season. Yes, it's a, a row. I, uh, I, uh, the uh, only thing I'm a little bit wary of is that Ollie does not know what's going on yet uh, with uh, Sarah Lance. Yes. I, I did not like that they didn't tell him. Like, all this fucking keeping information from people, it just gets to be a little bit fucking convoluted and stupid. Fucking tell him. Yeah. Well, now they're going to have to tell him because she got away. So that's probably what's going to happen is Laura going to be like, uh, Ollie, by the way, we brought her back from the dead and now I've lost her. Can you help? And now he's going to be fake angry at them. Of course. He's going to be all sm- smell the fart face. and, and uh... Yeah, they're going to be smell the fart acting all over the place. I am Larry wants to know what if they made a superhero movie on HBO so there can be nudity? Well, you know what? I feel like the Netflix uh, properties, uh, that's what they should do there. Like, who do you want to see naked as as a superhero? That's a good question. And you know what? Yeah, that's uh, I am Larry. Hang in there. We're gonna ask, answer that question uh, right at the end of the show. I'm gonna we're gonna wrap this show up. What do you say, Rugs? Let's wrap it up like a condom at a hot frat party. <laughs> Right, guys thanks for listening this is the jock and nerd podcast live on blab as always i gotta give shout outs to a couple of awesome geek networks that we're par- part of thanks very much to podcast.ph a place to hang your cape the weeby geeks network and the awesome tangent bound network where we just our last episode go check it out jock and slash 52 was uh, the most fun uh we've had in a while rugs i think you'll agree crossover episode I That was so much fun. Crossover episode with Kevin and Chris from Northumberland, UK, from the 365 Flicks podcast. We did one part on our side. We did a longer part. I kind of hijacked their show on their side because I just can't shut my fucking mouth sometimes. But goddamn, dude, I was laughing during the show and I was cracking up laughing listening back. Uh, yeah, it was fucking hilarious. I loved it. Uh, and uh, I can't thank those guys enough for doing it. And check it out, jockandnerd.com. And all the links to these networks are there in our show notes, jockandnerd.com slash 53. Check it out. Lots of good content. If you want to be part of the show, aside from the blab, uh, Rugs, do you think people don't get that like we're not just a blab show? Yeah, we're an actual podcast, and we're recording our podcast live. We're fucking doing that shit this legit. Is, uh, yeah, this is episode 53 of our Jock and Nerd podcast, so we just moved what we were doing online onto Blab to have fun with people, so definitely check out jockandnerd.com. Now, if you want to send us an audio comment, we have something called a speak pipe. Just go to speakpipe.com slash jockandnerd or click the link in your show notes. And or you can email us show at Jack and Nerd. We're on Twitter, Facebook. Couple of important things to mention here. Please subscribe to our show in iTunes, Stitcher, wherever. Why? Because it's free and you will get Rug Boy in your pocket as soon as it comes out. How about that? Wowie Zowie! Who doesn't want a little Rug Boy in their pocket? Every Rug Boy episode will come right to your device. Subscribe. Visit jockandnerd.com slash review. It'll take you right to our iTunes page. And as always, Tell a friend, tell a fellow jock, nerd, geek, comic book buddy, a felty aficionado, Rugs, right? Tell your felty buddies, Rugs. Give them yeah, a- tell your friends and tell people that you hate. Go, hey, fuck you. Listen to Jock and Nerd. Go, hey, All right? Go, do one of these. Jock and Nerd. Fuck you and then yeah. run off. So this this right here is empowering. You could do a drive-by Jock and Nerding uh, wherever you Absolutely. are. You know, it happens to be in my office every day. People walk by and I've got them saying this. They'll go, Jock and Nerd. As they're walking by my office. Lot, yeah, <laughs> lots of fun. 
All right, gang. Thanks for listening to this week's Jock and Nerd podcast. We're going to close out the main show. Blabber, stay right there. We're going to open it up for the post show. Uh, as always, my name is Imran. And my name is Roberto Bambino. He's the rug boy. And he's the nerd. Ha! We'll hear you next time. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for hanging out. I'm going to open this seat up. And uh, we were talking. Uh, oh, so I am Larry says he wants to see everyone naked. Every superhero. He doesn't discern. Remember? Well, Crystal also said she wanted to ask me about uh, my reverse Pinocchio. Ah, I love that. Crystal, if you're there, you're still here. Let's uh, let's get into this reverse Pinocchio syndrome because this is a really – it's a new kind of disorder sweeping the felty community, I think, and they don't know. It's, a, it's, a, it's part of these people's lives. They grow up with it and people forget um, about uh, – what do we call it? The Rev P- Pinocchio Rev? Uh, I don't know what we call it. Let's make something up. <laughs> It's Felty Syndrome. Felty Syndrome. Hi, Crystal. Hi. What's going on, baby? How's it going? Thanks for uh, stopping by and uh, hanging out, man. We appreciate it. I've been watching the whole time. Oh, stop. It was kind of a disaster technologically, but, you know, modems, internet, eh, it's all magic. Who knows? I know. I was actually going to ask you, like, I didn't know if you were going to be able to get it working, so I was going to ask you if you wanted me to run it for you, but you got it. Oh, I appreciate that, and uh, definitely I will take you up next time, because the great thing about this is you can kind of hand this shit off now. Crystal, what do you know? I'm cooking dinner. You'll have to excuse me. Oh, it smells great. I don't know. Uh... (laughs) Crystal, can you uh, explain? Uh, you wanted to know about this reverse Pinocchio syndrome with Rugboy. What's your question? Yeah, I heard about it on uh, on Kerman Friends. He said that you share something as well, and I'm wondering what yours could possibly be. Were you a puppet and you turned into a real boy? Like you have, like what's going on with that? Uh, similar, uh, and I I caught that, and uh, Rugboy was teasing. What he is alluding to, uh, listener and everyone. I guess I'm just going to go into this. Is I was born, um, I'm 100% Pakistani, first of all, and I was born a little brown boy, and I grew up into a white man. So you have the Michael Jackson syndrome. Yeah, bingo, she knows, she knows her skin disorders, someone is well learned. I got, uh, Lady MNY, here's the thing, Uh, when I was six, I got vitiligo, or vitiligo was triggered because you're born with this gene and a lot like Michael Jackson, I was a little brown kid and uh, I took a trip to Pakistan when I was six. When I came back, whatever, like the trauma of me leaving the country and going on a plane at that age, uh, little white spots started showing up under my eye and around my eye. And, uh, and, and, uh, and I kind of looked like a raccoon. And from, from the point when I was six to about uh, my late teens, uh, I, my, my face was covered in like pad, like I turned white, I was brown and, and what the disease is, is, uh, it's a disorder. It's the destruction of pigment in your skin, the melanin. I have no melanin. So that's what, melatonin, whole- yeah. yes. So the melanin yeah, gives no. you color and it also protects you from ultraviolet rays. So much like, 
Which is why Michael Jackson carried the umbrella around. I'm not good in the sun. Uh, I am Pecky, Lady M.O.I. I, you know, I burn easily because there's nothing to protect me from the sunburn. Uh, so You're like I, a fork in a microwave, huh? Yeah, exactly. So I had to learn, like, growing up, it was – so similar to Rug Boy, it was a very – it wasn't a handicap, but it was – you know, your skin is the largest organ in your body. You can't hide it, you know? I Except got, you. What, <laughs> except well, for, in your case, Rod Boy, your felt is your largest organ. Yes. Yes, that's true. He's got a lot of felt. So I just got used to, you know, people staring at me and names and whatever, and you just had to deal with it. What was that like, Emron, what was that like growing up? Uh, well, kids can be shitty. It wasn't, it wasn't great. Let me tell you, it wasn't great. It kept me, I didn't play sports. I didn't really wear shorts. I didn't, I didn't really go out and do stuff. I kind of retreated, but I got, uh, it, it made me tolerant. It made me tolerant of being of the people who are different. And I think to this day, if I didn't have it, I would probably be like, I'd be an asshole. I'd be a jerk. I wouldn't be who I am. Like I, it took me a good 20, 25 years to finally be like, I'm glad I have this. I'm glad this made me different. I'm glad that I got through this experience because I feel like it did make me more tolerant and not an asshole. It gave you thick skin. Yeah, yeah. It made me know what it's like, and I, you know, nothing has really been normal my whole life. I don't know what it's like. Like you, you take it for granted. Your skin is one color, and I can show you photos where, like, it changed as I grew. It was constantly moving. There's actually a a, a, a model, this teen model named Chantel Brown. I yeah, think. I was gonna ask you about her. Like, she, what do you think? She is awesome. She has like the, imagine she was around when you were a kid. On, I, yeah, like she would have banged her. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I'd be like, we're a match. Like, uh, two, I think if two vitiligo people have, uh, have kids, what happens? I mean, I look like a pinto pony, dude. I look like, that's the thing. It's like spots on a dog are cute, but spots on a little kid, everyone's freaking out all of a sudden. What the fuck people? That's a double standard. Absolutely. That's why you became such good friends. against when you were brown? Uh, I mean, I, I just got, I got a lot of stares and people would just talk. I'm sorry, that was a horrible question. No, no, it's a good question. Back uh, when you were brown, Imran. Back when I was all brown. Really, I've never been all brown since I was six. I've had this for like 34, 30, 34 years. Uh, but you just get used to people like stare at you and talk to you, talk about you in front of you. But you just get used to it. You start staring back. That's what I did. Therefore, that's why Imran's personality is so great because, you know, I think it's a mechanism of coping. Like, you know, like you feel self-conscious about the way you look. So your personality is now amplified to the nth degree. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's how I am. Uh, the irony is... But I was never brown. <laughs> you should try it sometime. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the irony, here's the irony. My skin's finally evened out. The vitiligo has literally taken 99% of my my pigment to where I'm all white. Now, what's happening now? Fucking life is a cruel Except fucking... Except for your penis? Yeah, uh, uh, no, all of it. Life is a cruel fucking mistress because my beard... You see how my beard is striped? This is... This, yeah. 
So this is the vitiligo coming out in the hair follicles. It's kind of – I'm going through the same thing again. People think I've done this to myself on purpose, but this is all natural. Like it's 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 uh, the way the disease works. It's organic, but it's symmetrical. That model is amazing. I wish she was around. She has embraced the fact that she has vitiligo. She's doing bikini shoots. She's doing – just she was on America's uh, last model or something. But, uh, man, I, uh, I, I can't. I, you have to respect the, her balls for doing that because me, uh, I just wanted to hide and cover it up instead of go out there and embrace it. And I think people should embrace this change. It makes you unique. What about you, Rug Boy? Tell your story now. Well, my story is uh, very similar. I met Imran when we were like in our teens still. And uh, I was like, hey, this dude knows what it's like. I've been, uh, I've had problems with, with what I had to go through. And I was like, hey, and so we uh, we just, uh, you know, we were attracted to each other in that way. We stuck together. <laughs> you both know what it's like to be different a little bit. Yes, absolutely. You know, that's the great thing about uh, New York City. You, f- you find freaks all over the place. Holy crap. You know? Those are the most- how, did- yeah. <laughs> how did you become a puppet, though? You said you were born a regular boy. Oh, this is a great Yeah, story. it's exactly like Imran's story, except instead of Imran turning completely white, I can't, it turned a complete puppet. <laughs> yeah. It started out small, you know? It was like, it first probably, hair, I can imagine, first, like me, I had little white spots on my on my hands and around my eyes. Uh, well, for you, Rock Boy, did parts of you start going felt here and there? And you were like, why is well, this Well, first of all, the problem was, the worst part about it was the shrinking. Oh, boy. You were getting smaller. Because I sh- I, yeah, because I got small again. Like I, I guess you, when you turn into a felty, like your skin, in order to make the felt, it constricts, you know, and be, and it's just crazy. So first of all, you start losing lots of weight. Wow. Then your bones go. Your bar- bones get absorbed into your body, so you have no bones. Wow. <laughs> and then after that, you start to shrink. Crystal wants to know: Did everything and, shrink? Yeah, my dick went first. <laughs> in fact. My dick got so small that it's not even there anymore. Uh, I mean, I, I can find it, but it's like, it's really tiny. It's, I, I don't even bust that out. That's why I just get the uh, the other thing. Yeah, you got a nice set of detachable penises that I bought you yeah. for Christmas last year. So, you know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's what, any other questions? <laughs> Basically, it, it took a long time to fully t- take effect. But uh, this is how I am now. I've been making it work. So everyone, thanks for joining us in the Blab. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast live after show Blab. And we're talking about how my having vitiligo when I was little is similar to how Rug Boy became a felty. We have we share similar uh, uh, maladies, you called it, over on Kermit and Friends. You're like, it's a malady. Yeah. Well, it's like it's <laughs> – it's uh, for me. It's like some kind of a. It's a. It's a situation. Oh, Crystal, uh, Crystal signed off. She wants a. Uh, she wants a signed detachable penis. Which I think we should sell those. Mass produce them in China. We could make a killing. Oh shit! Yeah, we basically to get my real sized penis, we could just send Tic Tacs. <laughs> that's to everyone. That's a good. And uh, hey, we're gonna say, uh, oh, there's Lady Evan Why? Uh, similar to if you want to imagine what a vitiligo uh, uh, genitalia looks like. It's uh, you remember the snack packs from Jello that were like chocolate and vanilla and chocolate. It's like a hairy snack pack. Just imagine a hairy snack pack. Oh shit! Talking nerd. Running. How do I feel about lint rollers? I love them. 
They, I need to get one. They probably save your your arse several times, don't they? Yeah, dude. Well, you know, like I get really like sometimes when I get clothes, like a black T-shirt will fucking do some major damage. Like I'll get like like uh, lit everywhere. Then you gotta like jump in the dryer with a sheet of fabric softener and yeah. Clean well, don't even up. talk about the dryer. I know. And snuggle, okay? I, look, don't bring I, up snuggle. I, I, <laughs> All right, we're not talking about snuggle anymore. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that snuggle. I know where you were going with that. You start talking about the dryer, and then all of a sudden you talk about snuggle. Fabri- I go to fabric softener. No, I I'm sorry that snuggle brings up bad memories. Look, you guys had a falling out, but at at one point you were close. You were intimate with snuggle. The fabric Snuggle's softener. Snuggle's a cunt. All right. Uh, all right. All right. Fine. There's no need for name calling. Snuggle. Listen, Snuggle, if you're out there, come on out here. We've got to hash out all the grievances. Maybe one of these days we'll get Snuggle on and, and we can hear his side of the story, Rug Boy, because I don't know if I completely believe your side. Look, it was one time and I was the top, okay? And he had no holes. So I thought it was a chick. All right. That's okay. Nobody, uh, you know, it's a felty is a felty. Uh, Dr. Harry Lynn, hey, he's from Kermit and Friends. He says Crystal has a patent on a strap on lint roller. Hold on. Oh, that sounds. Geek- that sounds hot and also very convenient at the same time. Like, you take care of two things at once. I like that. Yeah. I think we need to go on Shark Tank with that idea. Crystal's back. Oh, here she comes. Crystal. Crystal, have you patented your strap-on I, lid I, don't, I haven't patented it yet. That's a great it's idea. not patented yet. All right. Nobody steal it. Patent pending. Patent pending. That's a fucking great idea. All right. I should put my name on that. It should be a rug And board. by the way... I love you, Harry Lime, but not as much as I love Rug Boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the, thanks, everyone, from Kermit and Friends coming. Dr. Harry Lime, don't feel bad. She loves you uh, second to Rug Boy. But listen, how can you – you can't compete with the Rug Boy. It's just not – it's not – Oh, the there costume. we go. Now he's happy. Talking nerd. It's like, a, it's like a weekly tradition talking to Ricky. I can't – you know, it's great. I think we can hear you now. Yeah, I can yeah, hear you. we can hear you. Yeah, we can hear all that. You can hear me there. Yeah. How's it going down in New, uh, New Zealand, buddy? How's your day? Yeah, pretty good. Um, just got home from work. Hey, I jumped off early. I was like, shit, I've got some shit to do. So I was like, oh, well, come on. And then I saw you guys on. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to there straight away. <laughs> I was like, God, I'm so going in, bro. It wouldn't be a weekly vibe show without a Ricky Prime appearance. I'll tell you that much. I've, just, I've come to look forward to it. So do you watch Walking Dead, Ricky, or no? You don't know about that shit. Oh, like I only watch season one, and I don't really watch TV. I prefer Ghost Hunters and shit, eh? Because I like the – I just like that shit, eh? You like Ghost Hunters? Yeah, you know, the Taps team and and the Ghost Hunters and all that shit? I I really like that. You believe it? You think that shit is real? I don't know. Like, I don't know what to believe, but it's kind of creepy. That's cool. Yeah. Are you into Halloween and shit? We don't really get a Halloween here in New Zealand. I actually get oh, jealous when I see like you guys on, on, on camera, like with your fucking pumpkins cleaning them out, and I'm like, I just wish I could do that. Hey. Why? <laughs> like, wait, why? Why can't you do that? Why did they just ban Halloween? What's going on over there? The pumpkins aren't the same here. Oh, but do they have yeah. Halloween in Australia? New Zealand. Oh well, in New, no, in New Zealand, but yeah, oh, in Australia, New Zealand, it's like it's all good, bro. It's like really um. It's just a marketing ploy here in New Zealand. Eh? Like, in the U.S. country, it's like, cool. No, that's what it but is here, New too. Zealand, it's like, Listen, this is what I heard. I don't know if this conspiracy theory. You know how in the country, I don't know if they do it down there, Rugby, you know how they moved daylight savings time so that it got pushed out further? Like, we have more daylight more sooner? You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's, it's a very small window of the non-daylight. I heard... 
They did it. They moved it to right after Halloween so that they could sell candy so that the sun would still be up in time for the kids to go trick-or-treating. I heard somewhere that this is why they have re- they really readjusted daylight savings time. It has nothing to do with any other bullshit, but this could be fucking Alex Jones conspiracy shit. Uh, there's a lot of fucking reasons to make money, and I'm sure that those are all good reasons to make money. They sell you know? the shit out of some candy here, and you know we. Uh, it's a marketing ploy here too, just like Valentine's Day and all that other bullshit. Well, what I don't, what I don't understand is like, you know, like, isn't it a bit risky just having your your children like walking out in the street, just go getting going up to people's doors and stuff? Like that's a bit creepy. Yeah. I don't know. This when I grew up, it wasn't weird. Oh, I went all oh. over my town. And I went everywhere. I knew everybody that I, where I lived. I knew every kid on the block. I knew everybody. And nothing bad ever happened in my town. Times have changed, though. That's how it used to be. You could go to any building. You could go to any house without your parents. And, I mean, we were away all day long. Our parents, we didn't have a cell phone. They didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We could have been dead in the gutter. I think about it sometime. And I'm like, how did we even do anything? But, yeah, and now it's gotten to they do it in daylight. They do it on streets they know. There's a big group. Um, but remember all those scares with the, the, the knives and the candy and all that shit? I don't know why. Because parents give a shit now. Like, they used to not give a fuck. They'd just be like, yo, just go out there, and if you come back, you come back. <laughs> and that's it. Now, like, you watch these these herds of people comedy, these kids and their families. Like, everybody and the fucking dog is coming out on this fucking trick-or-treating shit. You know, I saw, like, um, like uh, like how to look after your children on Halloween, and it was like a reindeer rope. And I had all the kids walking down the street, and it was like ropes connected to them, and then they had like a leash. And I thought it was really funny, eh? Like, <laughs> it was different. You know? nerd. Bobby Puppet. Oh, Bobby Puppet. His last name is Puppet. Uh, let's say hi. The guy's got Puppet in his name, uh, you know, and he's an egg, uh, which makes me a little nervous on the Twitter avatar. Yeah. Hey, there he is. That's the live new puppets guy. Hi. Howdy, guys. What's up, dude? Wow, really nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. What's your name, Bobby? Yeah, Bobby Puppet. Bobby Puppet. Hey, where, what's up, Bobby Puppet? Where are you calling from? Uh, we're, we're located out of Chicago right now. Get the fuck out of here. I'm in Chicago. The Jock and Nerd podcast is in Chicago. I think we need to do a crossover. Can you tell us a little bit about your show? Um, we only... We have 50 of them posted right now. We have a big, huge backlog that yes. we kind of go through and edit out and put stuff out in big chunks or in little ch- chunks. Um, really, what we do is we write and develop shows. We have an agent. There are, Actually, we have way more than an agent. She's got so many people involved now. Uh, we have agents and shoppers out right now, and they're selling two shows. Wow. Uh, they're pitching two shows. And it's really interesting how the whole cycle works and how – the credits declare your uh, paycheck and how many credits you have in your back pocket from other projects that declare your paycheck and how people get paid in credits a lot. What? Wait, what do, you, what do you mean? Cre- oh, credit. Oh, yeah. Credit. Tell you you're a right, right. So my manager, yeah, my manager might want a producer credit. Those are hard to get in movies, but they'll make deals for like the first episode only Whoa. on a TV show. So, um, but we have an amazingly brilliant woman uh, who's so when she enters a room, like everybody stops and looks. And she the thing is in Hollywood right now, all they all Hollywood cares about right now is two things. Unboxing videos. <laughs> really, like NBC is what? looking at 
taking guys that have been on YouTube for 10 years, unboxing stuff, and giving them their own shows. Dude, that's the biggest unboxing ever. You just go dig up a grave and you unbox what's inside. We got your big, we got your unboxing. <laughs> no, like right the here. new iPhone or the new product, <laughs> unboxing new products. Yeah, yeah, but I'm trying to take it to the next level. Yeah, dude. The, we're taking it, we're going to unbox cadavers and, and, and graves. That's and, cool. There you go. But that's, that, how is, I might be in on that. How is, how is opening a fucking box to something a fucking thing now? It, the numbers. Yeah, yeah, the numbers. The viewers. The, how many people they've had is blown away TV shows. That is bullshit. Yeah. We are putting out Boy, really good right. content twice a week, <laughs> and all I had to do was open up fucking boxes to get fucking people over? No, no, no. The, you already qualify for the second thing they're looking oh, for. Oh, okay. The, they're only interested in things that involve the Midwest. And when I say things, I mean like um, reality shows, uh, half-hour sitcoms, uh, police dramas, any category of television, TV, to be based, any subject matter based in the Midwest. Is that, That's what they're looking for right now. That That's why, how we got found. Is that why there's uh, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago ER is on the air right now? Three fucking Chicago shows? You know what? I haven't watched TV in five years. Yeah, Honestly, you're, you're like, missing anything. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't. I didn't know Osama bin Laden get killed till seven weeks after it happened. And then I went around telling everybody. Oh, and shit. then finally, somebody said, "Dude, it was seven weeks ago." <laughs> oh, shit, a- because I work a job where I see a different person in a different place every eight minutes. So I see the same 150 people every day, and then I'm telling about 75 of them about Osama bin Laden, and they're like, "Dude, that was seven weeks ago." They don't know. I don't watch TV. Did literally you? don't have a TV. Fucking Bobby's or the did. guy now going, Bobby's the guy walking around going, did you hear about the world trade center? Like three years later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude. That's when I, yeah. yeah. That was, what happened? That that was was the world trade oh, oh, rug boy still hasn't heard. It's all right. Look it up rugs. Hey, so, so you're saying you started your show and I think I saw this somewhere online that you, the, you were going to make a, a, a TV show now out of it, right? We're picking no, two animated series, oh. but I don't know. See, but we got a shopper involved who's not pitching it as animated series. So we got Philip the Bong, which is uh, I just got the paperback from the uh, great name, from the Writers Guild. Yeah, we got everything. You know, the Writers Guild paperwork just came back. Everything is registered, and then as soon as we got those, we distributed them. We have to give out that number to whoever's interested in buying. But Philip the Bong is a story about two 20 year olds whose their cat dies. They go to dig a hole for it. They dig up a bong. They smoke the bong. The bong comes to life and the bong destroys their life. Just Uh, sends them into mayhem. I love that. I love that idea. That's awesome. It's it's life imitating art or is art imitating life in that story where the bong destroys these kids life. I don't know. That's awesome. So so your show is, are you, is it like written sketch comedy? What's the show? No, no. I was born and raised at second city, dude. I started at second city literally in 1976. I was 1975. I was six years old. I started, uh, all summers for three years and every single, I didn't miss anything at the children's theater. Wow. So that's when, and when I was at the children's theater, that's when like Rick Moranis and them were still at second city and leaving and going to do SCTV. That's awesome. So I messed this, you know, right. Because like a year before that Belushi was in there as a, you know, a performing rugs. You got a question? Uh, Yes, I do. I have a question. What's up, Bobby? Um, hey, where are the nude puppets? 
That's a, no, that's a very good question. There's going to be live nude puppets, uh, and I just see a dude there. It's flagrant the false advertising. We we, uh, it's very false advertising. Um, <laughs> that's like I want. Like you go to a strip club, and there's nothing in there. There's just dogs in there. It's like that's um, fucking not cool. You got me all. I'm sitting there waiting for the naked puppet. Um, the live nude puppets is basically like uh, Jim and what Jim and I, when we do like one of these episodes, we just know where we want to end up. So we improvise our way to the end. So oh, live nude okay. puppets is kind of like an improvisational idea where we're up there naked. We could turn into anything we want to be at any time. And we're basically puppets if we're taking suggestions, you know. Wow. It's hard to take oh, suggestions. Oh, it's a metaphor. Kind of a metaphor, yeah, I yeah. But it. there are no live nude puppets. Kaka nerd! Do right! What's up? All Look right. at it. Background. Look at what? What's up? Oh, my boy! <laughs> What's up, motherfucker? Look, he's got his fucking Sea Stories backdrop up. He's standing. I love your setup. It's so awesome, dude. That's so awesome. I can't I don't even know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> yeah, it, nothing, dude. Nothing. Where how did you just do a show? How'd it go? Yeah, man, it went great, man. We just wrapped up and I wanted to get on before I started, but it looked like I was having some technical difficulties. Yeah, we were having a little bit of it was uh it was a little it's bit. It's all Imran's fault. It's all I, <laughs> it was a little bit I of a disaster. Him. I told him, dude, don't eat Taco Bell before you go on lab. <laughs> you should have let Rugboard operate. And he was taking a shit, oh. but it was acting like that if something wasn't working. This is what we, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but I, I'm just telling yeah, you. It's pipe, it's, it's plumbing issues, but no, everything's cool. Yeah. It's been solid. Uh, what was your show about that you just did? Oh, well, we, we had a special guest on, you know, some dude in the army. Yeah, of I was like, that's like whatever. A, that's every show. show. <laughs> I, I'll harass him a little bit. Let me yeah. scoot over right there. Right there. Right, there you go. Right there. Yeah, no, that's you're right. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but but did y'all talk about Walking Dead already? We did a little, we but did. we could talk about it some more right now. Oh my god, what how you, could they do that? What do you think? Spoiler alert, dude, Hit they, the spoiler alert yeah, button. Yeah, all right here. Spoiler alert. <laughs> how the hell are you gonna kill off my boy? He's not dead. That's he's not dead. He's not dead. Oh, he's no, dude. Dude no, fell on him. Dude fell on top of him. Not only that, no one was around to watch that. Not only that, in The Talking Dead, he was not in the in memoriam. Not only that, Scott Gimple goes, we are going to see Glenn in some shape or form in the future. Dude fell on him. Glenn is not dead. Nobody would see it. They would never do a meaningless death for a main character like that. Hold on. Hold on. Now, time out. Now, Wait. Now, now check this out. Bear okay. with me. I'm listening, dude. Point number one. Okay. Now, yes. how many times did the governor pop up after he was killed? Just once. But he popped up, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he did. So, it's a, he said he may pop up in some kind of form or fashion. Yeah. He didn't say he was alive. He could, you think zombie, Glenn? Two, we have never seen a cast member ever be a zombie. Ever. Mm. Except for Merle, but I don't count Merle. What about Sophia? Yeah, well, that's true, but, you know, Sophia was like a a, a fourth-tier character. It was. It was just a story driver, you know what I'm saying? It was for a reason, but you are... uh, We've never seen any main character come back as a zombie. Not one. And the third thing... Yeah. Go ahead. If they sat up here and, and, and made everybody believe that Glenn is dead... For him to come back like Jr. 
that would be that would cheapen the whole show. Wow. So you think that they he they shouldn't bring him back? I feel like that they, they should kill him. He was let him die. But in such a in such a manner where nobody knows what happened, like that is so cold, dude. That's but, fucking cold. This is my oh, this ahead, is my go. thing. First of all, do right. Let's make a let's make a bet here. Okay. <laughs> all right. What, what what's on the line here? If you think oh, that Glenn, like like if you think that Glenn is really dead, I Ooh, think he's really alive. I like this. Like what do I do? What do I? Can I like what do we bet? Like do you have to do the next five shows? Rugboy gets like to that? come on your show on webcam. Oh shit! Rugboy can come on my show regardless. He oh. ain't got to win no damn bet. Okay, that's not <laughs> yeah. a good bet then. We need another bet. How about I'll just I'm gonna make a do right uh, drop for the Jock and Nerd show. Oh, so I'll right. be like all right. So if I it'll win, be like uh, a promo do, uh, drop for me. Yep. And if Talking I nerd. win, I will make a promo drop for you, and yes. I'll make it the best shit you ever heard in your oh, entire shit. life. Geek All right. I love I a, this idea. I got a rug boner right now. I got I got a huge geek boner. Okay, and this is all recorded. It's on the record. It's on the record. I love uh, this. this. I love this idea. Record. Okay. Uh, it's, it's funny when you put a little bit of a a gamble on yeah, it. You know they, what I mean? It makes, makes it more fun. Makes watching the show a little bit more interesting. But rugs, what you were you going to say then? I'm glad you put the stakes out there because I was going to say I was going to get you a hooker, but <laughs> we could do this too. Damn it, rugs! You you blew up your own spot. <laughs> damn it! God damn it! Listen, the next, the next, the next Walking Dead main character that possibly dies will go with the hooker bet. But for this time, okay. we're gonna trade Provos. And honestly, wait, wait, we'll, wait, wait. before we skip over this, yeah, what were you gonna say? Do I get to pick the hooker? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, because I wouldn't do you like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, I will put a price limit on it, though. Oh, shit. All right. You get okay. to pick from the bargain bin, Rugs. That's all you Yeah, have. only one bullet wound. Okay, anyway. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> She's only going to have yeah. one. Only you get yeah. one appendage. You get three out of the four appendages. That's as, as far as I can Okay, go. this is the deal, okay? This is the reason why... Uh, when somebody dies on Walking Dead, like a real cast member dies, all right, right, they make sure that you know this fucker is dead. They don't leave it up to chance. Right. I so that. if they're doing that, it's for a reason. There was ambiguity. It was yeah. ambiguity. It was way if it's amb- if it's ambiguous, they don't they don't do it. If they're going to kill off a main character, they got to make it like legit. Like they can't end on it without you not knowing. But for just for the fact that you're saying they can't do it, that's why they're gonna do it's it. It's a reason for them to do it, and I, I, every death is is significant. I mean, I was listening to the, you know, I watched the Talking Dead and everything, yeah. and they were saying that the way a main character dies is reflected on how they live, right? And by Glenn being the person that he is, the fact that nobody knows, even though Glenn was always around, he was around since the beginning. Just the fact that they don't know where he's at. It's a fitting death form. And I'm going to put a pit in it right there. Listener, that's just a sample of the really awesome fun time we have on Blab in the post show. I got to thank Ricky Prime, Mr. Do-Right, Crystal, and Bobby Puppet from Live Nude Puppets for hanging out uh, on the after show Blab. If you guys want to see the full, raw, unedited goofiness, just visit jockandnerd.com slash 53 you can watch the embeds. There's two embeddable videos because we were having some difficulties. So watch the second one. And if you guys want to join in 
on the blab and have fun with us, go to jockandnerd.com slash live, and you'll see when the next one's scheduled. It'll take you. There's a link to our blab page. All you need is a Twitter account. Real easy to sign up and join the Empire of Stupidity. All right. See you on blab. See you here in the podcast.